Listen. Hello? We go out, we hit people in the mouth. You play to win the game. Next fan up. I want winning. Featuring Pod Vader and the super fans. But they are who we thought they were. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Friday edition of the Next Fan Up podcast. I am Pod Vader. Uh, Sam and Rob will be around here in just a few moments. But first, uh, it is a Friday morning and there was a Thursday night game. And once again, Pod Vader's pick was wrong. Wrong. I, I said everything in my gut was telling me to take the San Diego Chargers and I just couldn't do it. They found a way to lose every single time, and, and they almost did it again. Uh, it was quite unbelievable, the final the final two minutes of that game last night between the Broncos and the Chargers, but the Chargers do ultimately finally find a way to win, and could this be exactly what they need to move ahead this season? Could they, could they finally have found their winning ways? I really don't think so. Uh, looking at the Broncos, I'm not too worried about Denver. I mean, maybe a little worried about Denver, uh, in the way that they played. Uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, everything was against them short week. They're on the road. Yeah. They had a great record in in divisional road games, but that doesn't mean anything. It's a divisional game. The team knows them well, and they didn't have their head coach. Uh, and they had a quarterback who was coming back from an injury. So to me, it just nothing to me screamed that the Broncos should have won last night, other than the fact that they, I do believe are ultimately the better team. And when these two teams play again later this season, I think the score will be flip flopped, uh, and the Broncos will have more points on their side than the chargers will, but you never know. Uh, That's why we watch the games. Uh, Speaking of watching the games, uh, if you want to have a little fun while watching the games and place a little wager on it, uh, we recommend that you do so using BetDSI.com. Go to BetDSI.com, and on your first deposit, you're going to get a 100% bonus. Plus, if you use our promo code, FANUP10, that's F-A-N-U-P, the number 10, uh, you're going to get an extra 10 bucks on top of that. And you can place a wager not just on football, but you can place it on the baseball playoffs. Pretty much any professional sport, uh, they allow you to wager on. They will also, they also have political wagering, uh, so you can put the put a bet on who you think is going to win the election this November. You can place a bet on Hillary. You can place a bet on Trump. Uh, You cannot place a bet on none of the above. However, there is an option to place on any other candidate. Uh, So if you want to give that a try, uh, I wouldn't recommend it, but uh, you can feel free and go ahead and, uh, and do so. Uh, And, of course, you can listen to all of our picks. Uh, We do all of our picks on Thursdays. The Thursday night game, we preview on our Wednesday show. I interviewed Ashley Williams. I didn't ask her about the Thursday night game. Maybe that'll be something I start doing uh, regularly on the Wednesday show. But we do preview the Thursday night show on Wednesday. All the games get previewed on Thursdays. Our power rankings make pick. Our power rankings right now, uh, one of the tops uh, in our group on our pigskin pick'em page. So, Place your wagers at betdsi.com. Get that 100% bonus on your first deposit and the free 10 bucks using our promo code FANUP10. All right, enough of me. Let's get to the fantasy guys. Welcome back to Next Fan, Next Fan Up Fantasy Podcast. 
I am your giant super fan, Sam, and with me on the other line is the winner of the head-to-head matchup with 141 points, our Bills super fan, Robert. How's it going today, Robert? It's a good week. Uh, Bills are uh, three wins in a row, looking to make it four against a weak San Francisco team, and uh, I had some uh, good daily fantasy last week, so uh, all is good right now. Yeah, Hunter Henry came through in the end of the day. Uh, three receptions, but one of them was a touchdown. Um, with fantasy, uh, you know, a lot of these bye weeks, a lot of changes at quarterback recently. I figured you'd go through some players and you'd give me your buy or sell on for this season. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, that's great. First person I think we have to talk about is uh, Blaine Gabbard, who's been a serviceable quarterback fantasy-wise, not really uh, if your team wants to win games has been notified he is not starting anymore, and Colin Kaepernick is starting. Do you have any fantasy hopes for Colin Kaepernick this season? Um, I think that just in Chip Kelly, what he's done the past couple of years, uh, the offense has been very quarterback-friendly um, as far as, you know, from a, fan, in, from a fantasy perspective. Um, I like Colin Kaepernick, if, especially if you get the Colin Kaepernick from two years ago and not the Callan Kaepernick from last year. Um, I think that in this offense, um, Gabbard would pick up a decent amount of yards rushing, uh, which would kind of help for fantasy. You're going to get more of that from Kaepernick, uh, which is always a nice little bonus. Um, but last year, he was, you know, not a very good passer. Uh, him and Gabbard kind of put up fairly similar numbers. Um, last year, I think this year, I think it might be a slight improvement. Uh, from Gabbert as far as throwing. Um, and really, I think it's just the rushing. You're going to get a little more of that. It's going to be interesting with the receivers. Um, you know, um, Torrey Smith has been playing terrible. You know, is he going to be able to, is he going to be able to rebound? And Jeremy Curley, who is, you know, top 10 in targets this year, I think he's uh, number seven, you know, is is with his style of play mesh with Kaepernick, And will he be able to kind of, you know, continue to put up the good numbers and what's really not that good of an offense? That's going to be what I'm kind of interested in. But I think, you know, Kaepernick would be, a, you know, if you can get him cheap, you know, he's a good bench guy that might, you know, produce or if you don't have a quarterback or an injury. But I don't think he's going to be, you know, a top notch by any stretch. Yeah, I mean, I I think I agree. I think in the two quarterback leagues, he might be useful these bye weeks. I think um, the quarterback position is deep enough in a one QB league where he's probably not going to need to be benched. Um, yeah. You know, he'll probably be available on the waiver wire. Moving on to the next quarterback that I have a question about, I have on a bunch of my teams, this Carson Palmer. Um, we saw uh, Stanton come in and play a decent game. Um, what do you think Palmer's going to do the rest of the season? Is he the quarterback that had four turnovers in a playoff game, or is he going to be somebody who can get us some fantasy points this season? I think I think the ceiling's still really high. Um, I know he's older, uh, which makes injuries a little bit more of a potential issue. And it's not like he came out great, but they have so many weapons. And at some point, teams are going to try to stop, you know, um, the running back. And they have three legitimate receivers on that team, you know. So at one po- at some point, teams are going to try to pick the running game as the poison they want to stop. And it's going to, you know, I feel like it's going to open things up. I I like Carson Palmer. I have for a while. He's got a great arm. I 
I think that there's just so many weapons there that if he's able to even find his groove a little bit, you know, he's going to be able to put up, you know, the numbers that we kind of all expected at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I, I definitely think that. I think uh, the offense just needed a little time to click. I think we saw Carson Palmer in that game against San Francisco. I think he would have done the same, if not better. So I think uh, Carson Palmer owners can be a little less worried. Um, let's move to the running back position, where this year really became the year of the stud running back. Who, what would you put your top three running backs this season, looking, looking from now until the end? I mean, for me, honestly, it's Le'Veon Bell, who's, who's been an absolute horse. David Johnson, who's been no surprise as leading that offense. And surprising, and number third this season for me for the rest of the season is DeMarco Murray. I think, you know, as bad as that offense is, it helps a running back. And I think Derrick Henry is getting enough touches that DeMarco Murray has some rest, but not enough touches to be useful in fantasy. And I think if you're looking for running back help and thinking about making trades out there, um, DeMarco Murray is has 103 points to this point, uh, to this point in a half PPR league. So I think he's only going to be continue to be strong. Do you see any different uh, options at running back? Who are your top three for the season so far? And then looking forward. Well, I think that um, two of the running backs, um, I agree with completely, Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. I mean, both are just beasts. Uh, the other spot, although I do like DeMarco Murray, um, I just love the upside of Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, getting to play behind that offensive line um, with a uh, what tends to be looks like an offensive philosophy of just really trying to run the ball. You know, he's just going to get every opportunity. Um, I have he just you know looks great this year. He's been putting up really good numbers as of late, and I just feel like as long as he doesn't hit the rookie wall, um, he has as much upside as really anybody. Um, and I think that uh, he could really kind of you know get his way in you know, type to that top, you know, elite top three area. Yeah, I mean, his numbers are bloody so far. He has like 110 yards and a touchdown per week averaging right now. So, yeah, he can only get better. Moving on to wide receiver, um, there's been some questionable uh, performances by some of the top guys. So I'm just going to read you uh, a list of names, and I kind of want you to give me your feeling on if you think any of those guys are going to break out or if you think any of those guys are going to continue to struggle. Um A.J. Green, he had one beginning of the week season. He was great. He hasn't looked as good. I don't know what's causing that. It could be a lack of weapons on that uh, offense with Eifert out and Marvin Jones and Sanu moving on. Odell Beckham, who just hasn't looked right, you know, I think it's because of that offense, but for whatever reason, he hasn't looked good. Allen Robinson, who was kind of the Cinderella story coming into the season. Not Cinderella, but everybody was targeting him, and uh, he was really popular, and he hasn't really delivered. And Damari Cooper, who finally had a big week, but has been seeing a lot of his touchdowns and opportunities go to Michael Crabtree. So give me any and all thoughts on those four guys. I think those are four guys that are confusing their owners to this point at the top of the wide receiver class. All right. Well, first off, A.J. Green, I'm interested to see. Um, I saw Eifert was limited this week in practice. So this might be the week that he finally plays. Interested to see you know, the type of numbers he put up. The only game I saw Cincinnati all year was their game against Miami. And man, he made, he made my grand and it's Miami's defense, but he made them look like high school kids. Um, I would love to see him. Of course, that was his best game of the year. I would love to see him uh, when Eifert gets back, gets back out there and kind of demands a little bit of attention, kind of see how that goes. Allen Robinson, um, their offense just doesn't really seem in sync. Uh, like you thought it would be this year. I was real high on Blake Bortles. 
Uh, I took him in an, actually our league, um, where I'm currently getting destroyed in, uh, the next fan up league. Um, and he's just, you know, um, I think the whole team is just kind of down. So I don't, I'm not confident that those numbers are going to come back up this year unless there's some type of t- change. Odell Beckham, I just think it's a matter of they got a, a lot of nice receiving weapons right now. And their offense, it just, they don't really, they're not going to, they're not interested in maybe forcing it to them. I mean, you got Shepard, who's played great this year. And, you know, Victor Cruz is kind of back. I think Odell will have some good games, but I don't, I don't think he's going to put up last year's numbers. Um, you know, he's still going to be a really good receiver. Um, and then Amari Cooper, I think he's just been kind of unlucky. He's been, he's been having a couple decent games. Um, but Crabtree just seems to be the guy who gets in the end zone. Um, Amari did score last week and there was a second score, uh, that they ended up calling a penalty on penalty on that, uh, didn't count. Um, I have him in uh, one of my leagues. I was hoping it would have counted, obviously. Uh, but I think he can come on track. Maybe I'm being a little biased uh, because I have him in uh, the league I spent the most money on. Uh, but I feel like at some point the touchdowns are just going to kind of flip a little bit, you know, as far as their situation. Yeah, I definitely hear all that on, on those guys. I mean, I have Odell Beckham in a bunch of my leagues, and he's just been a little frustrating. But I think those numbers will come up. Moving to tight end, I think there's just one question on any – fantasy players mind when looking at the waiver wire this week and watching the games last week. What do we think of Martellus Bennett? Is he going to be an Aaron Gonzalez light option for that team? Is he going to have three touchdowns one week and not get any receptions the next week? What, what are you doing with Martellus Bennett um, the rest of the season? I, I think if you have Martellus Bennett, you're very happy. And, uh, you know, I think this game will be kind of an outlier of the season, but, I think with Brady at the helm, they're going to use that two tight end attack. Some weeks it's going to be Gronk. Some weeks it's going to be him. And there will be varying degrees of success among all that. But I think he's going to put up, you know, better numbers than most of the tight ends in the league. Even if he is a, you know, quote unquote tight end two, he's going to get more opportunities than most by one of the best quarterbacks in the league in an offense that has proven that it can work, you know, over the past, you know, decade at least. So I think uh, for him, you know, if I think it's going to obviously not three touchdowns every week, but I think it'll continue where he's going to have, he's going to be able to put up some good numbers. Um, And I don't think there's going to be too many of those, like, you know, two catch 17 yard games. I think even in games that he doesn't do terribly well, he's still going to get a little bit of opportunity to get you yards. Yeah. And uh, I actually had picked up one of my leagues. But now let's go to uh, our head-to-head matchup. Last week, you prevailed uh, 141 to 132. Two scores that were drastically better than our first week. Oh, and, man, uh, yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah. Starting uh, this week, I am going with Derek Carr, at quarterback. I $7,900 against Kansas City. Um, I just saw what Pittsburgh did against them a couple of weeks ago, and I think this passing game has looked really good. He has a ton of options. So I, I'm going with Oakland. I'm going with the Oakland quarterback, Derek Carr. Um, who do you have this week? Uh, this week um, I uh, went with Drew Brees, um, $8,500. You know, they're play, he's at home uh, where he you know tends to play like Superman. They're playing Carolina, who's there – for as good as that defense was last year, 
They are not this year at stopping the passing game. Um, I think this is a, the ceiling is very high for this. You know, I think that the floor, you know, I'm looking to get 17 points as kind of, you know, the floor. And I think that's going to be easily attainable. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. And I expect, you know, at 21, 22, at least out of them. And with the potential to get into the low thirties. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's possible. The Carolina defense used to be one that I stayed away from uh, back in the day, but now it's becoming one that you're actually hoping to see because there's a lot of options to take advantage of there. Um, that being said, at running back this week, I'm going with somebody you spoke about, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I just think he gets the numbers. He's a great runner. Last week he had 150 yards on 15 or so carries, so – you know, that average goes down. He has five or six more. He's still putting up a great game. And uh, the second running back, I'm taking my bargain of the week from a game you just mentioned. I'm taking Cameron Artis Payne. Um, at $5,900, you know, when we're doing these leagues, we're kind of looking to score around 120. So you think that's about for every uh, $100 you spend, you want to see two points. So, um, sorry, for every $1,000 you spend, you want to see two points. And Cameron Artis Payne with the opportunities, maybe a touchdown. I think he can easily get to 12, 13 points in that game. So uh, those are my two running backs. Who do you have this week? Uh, running backs actually the spot this week where I kind of went heavy. Uh, first one, um, Le'Veon Bell playing Miami in that terrible defense. Um, you're paying a lot of money, 9,300, but I just think the ceiling is there. Um, he's going to put up yards. I think he's almost a lock to get 100 yards rushing. Um, and even if he doesn't get in the end zone, you know, he's going to catch, he's going to catch the ball quite a bit. I think last week he had something crazy, like, like nine catches or 11 catches, uh, something like that. You know, we really use him in the passing game, you know, so you're going to get a half a point, you know, for those it's extra yardage, you know? So I think, uh, even if he doesn't get in the end zone, the points are going to be there for you. And the other one, um, I like LaShawn McCoy, uh, playing, uh, San Francisco, um, each of the past five weeks, the San, the 49ers have given up 100 yards to one of the running backs on the opposing team. Um, $8,200 for the salary. I think he can get to 16 points easy. Um, they've been feeding him the ball all over the place. Um, he also um, he held quite a bit of a grudge on uh, Chip Kelly uh, after uh, he traded him from Philadelphia to Buffalo. And uh, he's the coach of the uh, 49ers. So I expect to see a little bit extra out of him uh, this week. Yeah, um, I have him on a bunch of fantasy teams. He's been great this season. Why don't you go with your wide receivers first? We'll see if we can uh, stay with different wide receivers this week. So far, we're doing a good job of not having any of the same players. <laughs> yeah, I went a little light with my receivers. Uh, the first one I have is uh, Willie Sneed. Um, and that's, you know, kind of my uh, stack option. Um you know, um, I always try to sneak a stack on there in some in some form. Um, I think New Orleans going to score a lot of points. Willie Sneed is uh, someone who's had a little bit of injuries going on uh, during the season, um, but week one, you know, he was um, he played well. I think he's due to have a good game. Seven thousand dollars. I think that um, Breeze is going to throw three touchdowns, so I think it's a reasonable expectation that uh, Sneed's going to get one of them. And um, I think that uh, he can he's definitely going to be one of the more targeted options because um, Carolina just has so much trouble covering receivers um, that I think it's a good bet. 
I took one of your boys, uh, Terrell Pryor, um, going against Tennessee. And this is really just a, you know, 14 points. I think he can, he can manage, um, against, uh, Tennessee. I know they're on the road. Um, there's a shot they're going to fall behind, but they like to do, you know, the little trickeration plays with them as well. And you're get you have the potential with him to get points in a variety of ways. And the last one, um, is kind of my punt for the, for my team. Uh, but I went with, uh, Cameron Meredith, um, for Chicago, uh, playing against, uh, Jacksonville. He played well last week. I think he had nine catches for 130 yards. Um, you know, the salary is only 5,400, so he really needs 11 points. And, you know, you can get 11 points with a line, you know, of uh, six catches for 80 yards. So um, <clears throat> I don't need him to do to do everything, but, you know, I think that it's very possible he could have a game, uh, you know, quite a bit better than that. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I just like, you know, the value for some for so little cost. Yeah, and unfortunately we matched on one of them. I also took Terrell Pryor. I saw he was getting some snaps at quarterback this week. I think he's just going to be touching the ball a bunch. Um, uh, with my other two, I went about two guys we actually spoke about, um, Amari Cooper and Aldo Beckham Jr. for the same reason. Um, they're both, I think their price is slightly depressed from what it's going to be the rest of the season. Um, Amari Cooper at 7100 Odell at 83 I think that's about four to $500 less than I would expect to see them at this point in the season. So I'm going to try to ride those guys. I mean, you know, for the next two weeks, if everything goes well, until their price gets back up there. Um, who do you got to tight end? Let's see if let's see if you stayed away from each other here. I would be pretty surprised if you matched me on tight end this week. Um, I ended up going with um, C.J. Fedorowicz, uh, who yeah. is a tight end. You're, you're all alone there. All right, yeah, I figured. Um, <laughs> who is a tight end for the Houston Texans? They are playing uh, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, but I'll tell you. Um, Coach O'Brien, since he's, he's taken over play calling the past two weeks, and they have been throwing to the tight ends like crazy. And um, Indianapolis is a team that has trouble defending, has been having troubles all year kind of covering tight ends. And I think that, you know, we've talked about trying to find a value play. Um, you know, $5,100 is you know, for tight end, it's tough sometimes to get that, you know, that double up in points to get that 10 points. But one, I think uh, CJ is going to get a little bit more of an opportunity than people think to do it this week. And also, um, I'm willing to bet that his, um, you know, his play percentage, um, you know, the amount of people who put him in their lineups is not going to be very high. So when you do hit on someone who's not in a lot of other people's lineups, you, uh, you know, tend to get a little farther with that one. Uh, so it's taken a little bit of a chance, but I like the value. And I think that um, there's more upside with him at that price than a lot of other guys. Yeah, um, I like that pick. Um, I just, I went safe. I went with Travis Kelsey. I just think that's going to be a high scoring game. So I think he's just going to get a bunch, a big opportunity to score points. Um, he's only at 6,400. Uh, I can see 13 points. I see more in the 11 range, but I think his score is a little higher than most tight ends. Um, for kicker and defense, I have a feeling we picked the same defense. I took Greg Zerler on that kicker, and I took the team that is playing the Cleveland Browns on defense, Tennessee Titans. We didn't match uh, for once this week <laughs> on those for uh, kicker. I took, uh, I took Will Lutz, the kicker for New Orleans. You know, I just think they're going to score a lot of points. 
And um, on defense, I did another little stack, uh, one that I like to do, the running back with the defense. I'm playing the Buffalo Bills defense this week. Um, might be risky if they have trouble containing Kaepernick, but they played well. They, they've scored a couple touchdowns this year. They're on pace for 55 sacks. I think they're going to get you points. They're going to be playing at home, and uh, the stadium's going to be rocking because they haven't been there for a couple weeks, and they've gotten two big road wins you know, since then. So they're going to be jumping. So um, I think the defense will do well. Yeah. Um, I actually have another bunch of my leagues and their schedule for those out there. If you're, you know, trying to do something fun in fantasy, trying to get ahead now for the playoffs, uh, the Buffalo Bills schedule is really good down the stretch. Um, their playoff games would be, uh, I forgot who it is, but for the rest of the season, they play the 49ers, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, they have a bunch of matchups where they can really deliver. Plus, I think they're a really good defense. Um, so that's, that's for some of our season-long fantasy players out there. Yeah, uh, agreed on that one. They're going to have, after this game, they play Miami. Then they're going to have three tough ones. But then after that, the schedule gets real easy for them. Yeah, it's it's defenses are ones that you can kind of, yeah, the, their last two are, the Cleveland Browns and the Miami Dolphins. So that's week 15, 16 for those playoffs. If you're looking to grab a defense for the playoffs um, at some point, if you're sure you're going to get in, that's those are two juicy matchups. So um, look ahead. All right, so there's Rob and Sam. Great job out of them. Did I say Rob and Sam at the beginning of the show? I'm not sure, but if I didn't, they corrected me. There you have it. Uh, let's talk about some of the tweets that I received uh, the first one I got here is from at primetime underscore 79, who says, hey, pod, who would you consider to be the handcuff to Melvin Gordon? That's a great question, primetime, and your guess is as good as mine. Now, currently, their backup running back, uh, who did take a couple of handoffs in last night's game, uh, is a fellow by the name of Kenneth Farrow. Uh, they also have Andre Williams on their team. Uh, my guess is as good as yours. I mean, honestly, I don't think there is a handcuff to Melvin Gordon. My guess is they would go running back by committee. They also have Dexter McCluster on the roster who caught a couple of passes last night. So I think you would see a very huge mix of guys running the ball. Not a single one of them would be fantasy relevant. Uh, so if you're going to handcuff Melvin Gordon, handcuff him with somebody from another team. Uh, all right. So there's uh, that question. The next one was one that I'm super proud of because it, it it's a sign that we've we've finally made it. This one comes from at FN twit. Uh, his name is Frank, who uh, who is responding to our new Dolphins super fan at Andy C 11 uh, saying, hey, no podcast for this show. Yeah, he tweeted that out uh, pretty late last night. Uh, usually our Thursday previews are up by four o'clock in the afternoon on Thursdays. Uh, but I had run into a technical problem. My computer crashed, lost all of the edits that I had done on the show. It was literally right on the verge of being done. Uh, and all the edits uh, were wiped out. So I had to start over from scratch, uh, which took me quite some time on top of doing my real job and my job as a family man. It's my wife and I's 16th anniversary today. I love you, baby. Uh, so, uh, you know, lots of things going on. It took us a while, but I was so happy to see uh, we finally got a tweet saying, hey, where's the podcast? Um, 
make it warmed the the bottoms of my heart. So thank you, Frank, for for not only asking but demanding your next fan up podcast. You can demand it too. All you have to do is send us an email nextfanup at gmail.com. You can tweet us at NFU podcast. And of course you can check out all of our writings on Facebook, facebook.com slash NFU podcast. We now have a website too, uh, and there'll be some more fantasy tidbits on our website from Sam and Rob. Just go to nextfanup.wordpress.com. You can check those out. They'll have a fantasy fact, uh, I think that's what they're calling it. Maybe a fantasy hot take. Fantasy hot take. Uh, so you'll want to check that out. Go to nextfanup.wordpress.com uh, and you'll be able to see their fantasy hot takes uh, for this coming weekend's action. Me, I'm going to uh, slink off and enjoy my uh, 16th wedding anniversary with my wife and family uh, pretty much for the entire weekend. That's the way we roll around here. We don't just do a day. We do a couple of days. So later to you all, I leave you with Jeff Fisher. There you have it. Well, I think we learned today that, um, you know, this game is four quarters long. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.